keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself, no matter how wonderfully perverted they are. Go listen to the outro if you want to connect and enjoy. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where it's safe to celebrate our sexy selves and share all kinds of dirty details in an effort to replace judgment and shame and blame with curiosity, compassion, and deep listening so that we may all lead better laid lives. Our guest today is a bisexual African-American woman in her 40s. She's a switch. She's into shibari and is a Japanophile. So can you say the other word, the proper word? Kinbakubi. Also, she's into strength, sadomasochism, spanking. She's partnered currently with a man, a UX professional working in government from Texas, currently living in the UK. Welcome, Jez. Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So excited to dive into everything. So excited to have you here. If you had to rate yourself on a sexual shame meter now, with one being shameless, ten being super full of shame, where do you fall today? Uh, I would say probably about an eight. (laughs) Okay. That's actually really high. I know that's really high. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit why? Yeah, I grew up in the Bible Belt. So there's like loads of stuff that comes with that. Yeah. So in my childhood, I was very quiet. And that happened. I think my mom said I stopped talking. She said I used to talk a blue streak until I was five. And I'll go into that in a minute. But yeah, it's it's more just growing up in the South, in, in the States and the Christian school for the first four grades. And then I went to Catholic school through a high school. After high school, I kind of went what do I want to do with my religious self? So I thought, I'm going to be Catholic. Oh, wait, no, I'm not going to be Catholic. I'm going to be Christian. I'm going to, no, I'm not going to, you know, it was just, I kind of went back and forth between that. And then I wound up teaching Sunday school for a while. Uh, and I was very active. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was very active in my church up until recently with COVID and all that stuff. But I'm just not very active at the moment, only because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's mainly about, just Christianity and and all that stuff. It's more about the first time I ever had anything to do about sex. So when I was five, I was outside playing and there was a little boy next door. He was about six. He had blonde hair. I remember that and blue eyes. And he come, I'm just outside in front of the side, you know, on the sidewalk. And he comes up to me, he goes, do you want to fuck? And I look at him and I'm like, what's that? (laughs) He goes, well, come here and I'll show you. So he takes me and we go and we get into the back of, I think it was my brother's car, and he, tech, quote unquote, showed me what it was. Of course, there's just, you know, nothing, no penetration, just wiggling around kind of right. thing. But he pants down, I pulled my pants, or pants down. And, and then, in the middle of all this, I think his sister, his older sister, she was probably 15, 16, uh, knocks on the window with two little girls. So she's standing there with two little girls, probably seven, maybe I don't even know. Maybe I think one of them was younger than me. Oh and she was like, ooh, I see you. You're going to get in trouble. I'm going to go tell your sister. I'm going to tell your mom. Because I think she was a, um, a friend of my sister's, if I remember correctly. And I was absolutely terrified. But, you know, I'm thinking, I'm five. I don't know anything. Yeah. I've never heard the word fuck before in my life. What do I know? Yeah. And I'm absolutely terrified. And later on, many, many years later, I, I wrote about it. Well, many years later, probably about five years later or so. I got a journal. And I asked my, I asked for a diary with a lock on it, but they gave me a journal that didn't have a lock on it. Yeah. So I wrote it down. That was the first thing I wrote. 
and my dad found it and he read it and he called me and um, my best friend at the time into the living room and said, is this true? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so he made me go back into my bedroom and pray about it. I was like, oh no. You know, so, you know, that's kind of been, that was my introduction to wow shame. <laughs> and, and So that's where I got the shame from that very first incident. Yeah. Holy cow. For a quick little contrast, can you give us a little overview of what your sex life is like right now? It's very experimental, exploratory. And the guy I'm with at the moment, he is very vanilla, very hetero, and he has never done anything unusual until he met me. And we've we've been together for about, what, three years, I think? Okay. So, yeah. So, around about three years ago is when all of this stuff started. All of my Not my interest into kink, but my actual foray into kink because I'd always thought about it or maybe not always thought about it I, I there was something always in the back of my mind about oh something's different something yeah. I'm different sexually and I want to go and explore but I'm, I don't know what to do or I'm too afraid to do it so now it's very exploratory and we do a lot of things so for instance we had a, a UX section se- section <laughs> a UX section there you go um and in this, it was really fun because I put up a you know paper on the wall, and I had all these pictures of because I was I'm still learning about rope and kimbaku shibari as everybody yeah. says and how to tie. So I had like images up on the wall, ties and things like that, and so I could just refer to them when he came over, and I gave him all these strict instructions of how to do it and or how to come you know when he came over, how to prepare to come over, and when we got there, he came over, and there's this wall of paper on the wall. <laughs> It was fun. Are you monogamous with him? Yes. Okay. But the nature of being bisexual is non-monogamy. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask about. Okay. okay. You just can't do that. So I told him that I'm bisexual. He has no problems with that because one of the things that he really wants to do and he's never done yet is have a threesome with another woman. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll find a woman. for you. It's very difficult to find another woman. It's very difficult to find anybody at the moment, obviously. Yes. But um, it's... At the moment, we're kind of having discussions about ethical non-monogamy, and I'm just saying, you know, this is how it might work. And he he would have more of an issue with me being a, with a man than he would a woman. With he doesn't have any qualms about me being with another woman at all, no. But with a man, he would get jealous or anything like that. So we're discussing it, and he's never even thought about ethical non-monogamy right. or anything like. That. So I'm just bringing it up, saying it might be a possibility. I said, but at the moment, you don't have anything to worry about because I'm looking for a woman. <laughs> How often do you guys get to have sex right now? Um, he comes up, he's in my bubble. So we see each other, we see each other quite a lot, probably once, if not twice a week. Nice. And he always comes over here. He'll come over every now and then, but it's fun because we switch. We don't switch that often. So I'm with a man. I'm more submissive leaning, okay. depending on the man. Now he's very submissive although he would tell you he's dominant <laughs> but he he likes the whole he's very submissive mm-hmm. he just is and so when he doms me he's very sensual mm-hmm. in his dominance mm-hmm. and so that that submission translates into his dominance which is interesting really no like that's that's my favorite thing about it is there is such a cyclical it's a power exchange and so you actually yeah. can't have a fully dominant person if there's not that balance when you say he is has these submissive tendencies, is that more in his regular life or is it also in the bedroom? Like, is it part of it? I think both in his regular life and in the bedroom, because I can uh, whenever he talks about 
you know, some of the situations he gets in at work or situations that he gets in with his kids, it sounds very much like, dude, you need to yeah. go and do, yeah. don't just sit back and let it happen to you, go and do something. And I'm always going, I'm pushing him going, come on, come on. <laughs> but yeah, so in, but especially in the bedroom, it's really funny because when he gives me, okay, we have these little things, we'll, we'll, uh, we use the app called Between mm-hmm. and he will send me, not me, but my little self, he'll send her instructions on what to do and what to wear, the makeup and all that. And there, yeah, that's, that's kind of fun. And he'll give me all these instructions. And then sometimes I'll have to write them back and go, I don't think you thought about this. Because he'll say, put all this makeup on, but then put a blindfold on me and close your eyes and, or, or, just, <laughs> yeah, 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 or, or go, go lay down first face first in the bed. I'm like, well, that doesn't, why should I wear makeup? If I'm going to get it all cleared <laughs> over my bed, make me sense. <laughs> okay. So, I yeah. just have to say, I adore your practical streak because I have one too. And anytime things don't make sense, it's like, I need things to line up a little bit. So I know we're on the same page and I know that I'm not the only yeah. one thinking about the thing. So I just, yeah. how does he take it when you say these things? Oh, he'll, he takes a minute and he'll think about how to come back as master and so right. on. Cause he, he, I asked him when, when we first started all this, I said, you can pick whatever you want. If you want me to call you, sir, or you want to be called you master. He wanted to be called master. I said, okay, fine. So he'll take a second and think about it and, and reply to me as master and go. And sometimes he'll reprimand me for even saying anything to him in the first place. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you will be punished when I get them. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Not. <laughs> I love that. What does he call you? He calls me little Usagi. Oh, what does that mean? Which is Usagi is Japanese for rabbit. How did you choose that? I love that. Okay, so this is a fun story. When I was dating my now ex-husband, because I'm divorced, we we got divorced like six years ago. Uh, when I was dating him, he took me to Don Pablo's. I don't even know if that's still around anymore. I think it is. But anyway, he wrote, he gave me the napkin test is what I call it. And it's, it's where you, he wrote down three different things, no, write down your three favorite animals. And then he drew like a waveform at the bottom of it. What does that make you think of? And my favorite animal was a rabbit and I had a horse and I think I had an ocelot or something like that. And then I had to describe the personalities for each one of those. And I did. And he says, okay, at the end, he told me what it was so the first one was this is how you see yourself this is how you the second one was how other people see you the third one is how you really are and the last one which was the waveform was your sex life and for that I wrote absolutely totally unforgiving (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so the the usagi came from that because that's my favorite animal Can I ask, because I just got an email from someone who's listened to a handful of the pods and has a big, huge problem with me talking about my master, specifically because of the history of slavery in the United States. Can I Mm. ask how it feels as a African-American woman to call someone master? I love it because I know that when I am in the submissive position, that I'm the one holding the reins. I'm the one charge and I can say what goes and what doesn't and and he knows that and it's that and that kind of feeds into another one of my kinks which is not CSS uniforms oh my god really Girl. okay so yeah I was at a, a friend's Halloween party 
I'm there dressed as a yellow Lego and I saw this guy dressed as a Nazi. And I mean, like I said, he's he's not anybody I would even give the time of day to on the street if I'd seen him outside of this uniform. But he had that uniform on and I made a beeline to his ass. Okay, I walked I walked straight up to him and I said, hello. And he looked at me and went, hi, because I'm five nine. He was probably five six. <laughs> and and I just it was so funny because. I just looked at him and after he said hi, I just locked lips with him. I just started making out with him right then and there. He was just, oh my God, I can't believe this. He was looking around the room at other people going, what the hell? <laughs> but that was the very first time that it ha- happened to me. I didn't realize it was that big of a thing until I actually saw, because my dad always, when I grew up, when I was growing up, my dad was like, don't ever go to Germany never go to Germany. I went, okay, you know, that right. sort of thing. Cause he's like, they'll keep you. He also told me not to go to the zoo cause they would keep me, but you know, <laughs> okay. being, being fun. very cautious. But he was like, don't ever. So that was kind of drilled into me. Yeah. Just you know, Germany, Nazis, very bad, blah, blah, blah. Hitler, very bad. You know, I hated it. I hated everything he did and all that stuff, but those uniforms, honey. And the fact that I can't, I'm not supposed to be able to have the person who wears that uniform? Yeah. Well, hell no. No, no, you ain't telling me that. And it's the same thing kind of with priests as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And every, it's, it's funny because every time I say that now, somebody goes, did you see Fleabag? And I'm like, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think part of it is because I went to Catholic Church and I was also, always into the occult. I, di- I didn't do anything in it, but I was very interested in it. I studied it. And so yeah. I was like, hmm, demons. And priests don't like demons, so they're, you know, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> priest and da, 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 you know, ooh, that's exciting. So if it's the more forbidden it is, the more I want it. So Nazis and priests are definitely up there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's jump back to your younger years and fill in the gaps of like how we got there. Oh, but first I want to know, did you have you ever been with anyone in a priest costume? I'm assuming not an actual priest, but anyone donning the collar? I don't think so. Okay. No. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Let's go back to your early years. Do you remember getting a proper sex talk ever or having sex ed in school? Okay. So sex was not really discussed in my house. I think the sex talk I remember is you tell those boys that if they want to touch you or they want to kiss you, you better tell them to keep their thing in their pants. And that's the, the phrase that I remember. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's like, okay, I'll do that. Not a problem. But consent never really came into it. It was more, I don't think I really got that I was able to say you can or can't. Mm. It was because I was told just don't, you know, don't let them touch you. Don't let them do anything. Don't let them kiss you. Nothing. Yeah. So there was that. I remember some stuff where my sisters, so I'm the baby of the family and I've got two older sisters and one of my sisters was talking to me and she was, and this is probably in college, I think. So well after I'd been inter- interested in sex and, and doing some stuff. And she was like, yeah, just don't wake it up. Once you wake it up, that's it. It's over. <laughs> it's like, don't, it's like, in other words, don't have sex. Don't do anything with boys because once you start, it's so hard to stop. And yeah, she was right. <laughs> so did you follow her advice? When did you start fooling around with other people? Well, I think when she told me that I was, uh, it was in college, so okay. I'd already been, You'd already been doing stuff anyway. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so... but when I was younger, it was more don't and keep that thing in their pants. And, you know, if anybody touches you, then run away. I, I don't think I heard anybody say, come tell me if something happened. They probably did. My mom probably did. Hmm. Yeah, but my dad was always, 
don't ever let a man tell you you can't do anything kind of thing. So not, not that that's a sexual thing, but it was yeah. kind of that was his, his advice to me. Yeah. <laughs> it gives you an idea of how much he talked to me about that, which didn't ever happen apart from one when he caught me in the when he found my journal. <laughs> so when did you start touching yourself and or other people? Like what was your actual foyer into your sex life? Right. So when I was a kid, so when I was four or five, I remember being in the bed. I was in my parents' bed. They put me down for a nap and I woke up and nobody else, no one else was there. It was just me. And I had slid down the bed somehow or whatever. And I was on my stomach and I just went, oh, I'll pull myself up. So I pulled myself up and I was like, oh, that was cool. I like that feeling. Let's do that again. <laughs> so for the longest time, and I now I know that I was having orgasms, but yeah. they were, you know, at that point in time, because I'm five, they were more like a mini release, yeah. not really like the big screaming, oh my God, kind yeah. of thing. For the longest time after that, that was just it. And I would, that's how I would quote unquote touch myself. I'd never ever touched myself. I always like did pull ups, the monkey bar challenge at school. I always won because I would, could hang on the longest. Thank you very much. <laughs> But yeah, doing pull-ups in PE and I would just do hanging off the monkey bars. Sometimes after school, I would just go hang off the monkey bars just so I could ha feel that feeling. And sometimes if I went to the bathroom, like between classes, I would hang on the, the wall of the stall. I'd go into the bathroom, into the stall closed door and hang just so I could feel it. Wait, Have what did it feel movement. like? Like what was what was getting stimulated or what felt good about that position? The, it was very clitoral. Okay. Even though I'm touching anything, nothing was touching my clit at all. It was more okay. the muscle, like sheer muscle control, I think. Whoa. So just that squeezing that. Yeah. And it just felt like once the orgasm happened or the release, yeah. it's just a pumping kind of my clit pulsed and, you know, did that. And it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, mm, okay, and I'm just going to stay there. And so when now when I have orgasms, that's what happens. My body will, I'll yeah. just stop moving. I will freeze and I will just clench everything. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I draw blood because I'm, you know, that's one of the things that I do is I hold my partner oh. really tightly. And that's the best way to, for me to come is to hold them really tightly. Sometimes <laughs> and if they happen to be eating me out at the time, <laughs> they're, they're like, some air, please. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. You got to make sure you don't accidentally snap a neck or something. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, so how did you transition from that feel-good exploration to purposeful touching of yourself? I don't think I actually touched myself to masturbate until I was in college and my mm. boyfriend asked me to do it. Cool. Because I was always just like, ew, that's gross. I'm not doing that. No, thanks. Oh, do that. where'd you get the idea that it was gross? Probably church, Catholic, growing up in a Catholic school. They yeah. tell you masturbation is bad. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's probably where that came from. But yeah, I was just always gross. And then he he asked me to do it. He also asked me to have, quote unquote, have sex with my car, the parking brake. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And then he looked at me and went, come on. And I said, OK, fine. <laughs> what do you mean have sex with your parking brake? Like, so, you know, the parking brake the on older cars. Uh-huh. Pull it up. You pull up. It's that. And so, yeah, I he asked me to just do that and I said okay <laughs> but for I was like no 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 no. did it go inside or were you just like humping it yeah <laughs> no I, I know right <laughs> okay so these are the types of things that I'm like I think I know what they're talking about but let's just make sure oh my god 
Yeah. That's kind of amazing. It was just, it was so weird because it's very rigid and it was painful if you didn't move in the right direction. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) He just sat there watching me and I was like, yeah. So was this your first like partner that you kind of did explorations with or when did you start doing partnered things? I want to say that partner is so fluid for me. Yeah. I can't actually tell you when I lost my virginity, when my sexual debut was. I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you. I have no idea. I know when I was five, there was a little boy next door. Mm-hmm. And then, oh yeah, he pimped me out as well to like two other kids in the neighborhood. And he was like, yeah, yeah, come over here. So I remember we were standing in the garage and the three of us were talking, or sorry, the four of us, because it was him and the two of them and me, we were all talking. And yeah, he was like, oh, he would tell them what we did in the car. And so he's like, okay, now you go and do it. And so we'd go sneak around the corner and we'd have a hump against the wall and we'd, we'd leave and, or, you know, and the other one would come and he'd, we'd hump against the wall, that kind of thing. And then one of them, I think he didn't like me because one day he brought me over to his house and said, okay, stand right here. I'll be right back. So I stood outside on the sidewalk. He told me to stand in the exact spot. I'm, I'm going to follow orders. That's mm-hmm. what I do. Mm-hmm. He went into the uh, house and he was gone for a long time time and I'm like itching going oh really my legs just start itching and I look down and there's ants crawling all over my legs and I hightailed at home that's oh oh, no I never saw him again after that good good call good call but one of the other ones I did I he would come around and oh my god I remember oh my god we went into the backyard so in our backyard we had like two dogs and then we had this big huge empty backyard so the dogs could run around Mm -hmm. and off one corner there was a what is it like a chaise lounge one of those things that you could just lay down lie back and sun on and he went he and i the little boy next door went and did it quote unquote on that but we had a sheet over us and it was like the middle of the day my mom could have walked anywhere near there and saw what was going on (laughs) but she didn't she's you know she's caught me doing stuff before but uh, since then but um what did she catch you doing yeah So there was another, oh, how old was I? We'd moved to a different house. So I was probably eight. And there was a girl across the street who had cousins and they were boy cousins. And one of her boy cousins came over to my house and I wanted to come swing in the backyard with me. My mom was like, okay, we'll stay where I can see you. Okay, fine. We were on that swing for about five minutes. And then we got off and he pushed me against the wall under, I think it was my sister's bedroom window. And he was humping on me and kissing on me and everything. And I was like, ooh. And then my mom opens that very window and goes, where are you? And I'm like, where are you? And we, you know, he runs out and I run out. Because what are y'all doing? Swinging? No, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> so she made him go home. She had me come in the house and she was like, what were you doing? Swinging, really? Uh-huh. Not when I saw you. Like, okay. Well. You better not be doing anything. And that, you know, that was kind of the extent of it. You know, I couldn't go anywhere the rest of the day. I had to stay in my room. Right. That was it. Yeah. First start partner type. So I guess you'd say if you, if you want penetrative sex, I you see, I don't even know because yeah. like I said, I couldn't tell you my first because I had a best friend and she had a brother who was in high school. We were probably 10 or 11 at the time. And I used to spend the night at her house all all the time, all the time. And he liked me. And I'm like, why? Because I'm like, I'm a little kid. You're in high school. What do you want with me? But anyway, he liked me. So when I, one night I spent the night at her house and he woke me up and said, Hey, come back. 
And I went back to his room and he showed me what, you know, he tried to have sex with me and, and he tried to put it, and I think it may have been, he tried it probably two or three different times oh. as in two different days. I mean, but there was one time I remember it was really, really painful. Like he was trying to get in, but I don't think he did. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I couldn't tell you if that was my first time or not. I don't know. Wow. Um, but I remember he was my first blowjob. Oh God. We remember sitting in the living room in his house. He was sitting on the sofa and I was on the floor in front of him. And there was a, this is before I knew anything about semen and pre-cum and all that stuff. Apparently there was pre-cum on his cock and I sucked it. I was like, wow, what the hell is that? And I'm thinking, oh, and then, you know, so I said, okay, so he, he's holding my head and trying to push me and show me what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, doing the motions and everything. And, and he came out of my mouth and I just was like, um, so I'm holding my mouth with my big chipmunk cheeks because I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? So I got up and I went to the bathroom and I spit it out. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's gross. I was like, people do that? Ew. I did. At first I was like, did he just pee in my mouth? No, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Because it, it, it was too thick. I thought, surely that's not what it is. It's got it's to be the other thing. Yeah. And I think at the time. Yeah, I don't think I'd had, we didn't have the sex ed talk at school then. Mm-hmm. I think it was shortly after that, that we did. And, and that was when I was, oh, well, maybe we did because it, I was 11. So it might've been, that's probably why I did realize what it was. Okay. Yeah. Cause I remember we had the, we had our sex talk, the little nurse, the Catholic school nurse came in and split the boys and the girls and sat down and said, okay, this is the penis. This is the vagina. This is a maxi pad. Oh my God. The maxi pads they, they gave out in class at the time. Oh my God. They were They're like, huge. A, they were an inch thick and they had string on them. So you could tie a, what am I what? You could tie it around your waist or something. I was like, what? And they had, uh, there was that one. And there was, there were the really fat ones that had the adhesive as well. But that yep. one big fat one, I thought, oh my God. And I never even saw one like that until I had my daughter that uh, they gave you, they gave right. me that way at the, right. at the hospital. Whoa. Okay. So to revisit that experience with your friend's brother, when I hear you talk about it, it sounds like you were into it or did you feel like you were coerced? I think I was more excited about, I was just, just curious. Yeah. That's probably what me it was. Too. It wasn't that I was into it. I, I mean, I don't remember feeling sexual about it. There wasn't any, Ooh, I'm turned on. It was more this is interesting. Yeah. What's going to happen next? And there was one night I told my best friend, I said, Hey, this is what's going on. I said, well, and I spent the night and I said, well, what happens is when, when he comes to get me, I'll knock on, I'll, I'll let you know. And I'll leave the door open so you can come watch. <laughs> so I had left the door open a crack and she came and she looked, she peeked through. And this is the night that I remember that he was actually trying to get it in and it, oh it really did. And um, yeah, that was funny. When did you start to understand your bisexuality and how? Ooh, understanding it probably in high school. But I, all my early experiences, I have, have always involved both sexes, men, women, boys and girls, I should say. Because at that time, we didn't have all the, the different gender fluids, this and that one, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was just girls and that was it. So, yeah, I had some female I had a female cousin who was older than I was she was probably a teenager and I was maybe seven or eight 
Mm-hmm. And she would come and touch me and, and kiss me and stuff like that. And it's all, now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of the stuff that's happened to me, I would probably consider, a lot of people would probably consider a sexual abuse mm-hmm. just because of the ages of the people involved doing it to me. Mm-hmm. So it's her, my best friend, whose brother I was just talking about, she and I would always play. We were best friends from the time I was six, I think. So we would always play Barbies and stuff like that. And we would touch each other and we would lay in the bed. I remember one time, oh my gosh, we had literally just, I think I just got off of her. I was on top of her. We would do the humping thing. Yeah. And I just gotten off of her and laid next to her in the bed under the covers and her brother opened the door. So what are y'all doing? Nothing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Oh, we were always on each other and touching each other and then I had another friend another female friend we would do that we would do stuff with and just kiss and touch mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think of but when I was in high school one of my best friends was just beautiful oh my god she was just beautiful and I didn't I, wow you know I didn't know what to do with that I just enjoyed looking at her and wanted to be around her but I didn't I never did anything with her and then in college, when I got my, my college boyfriend, we would always have sex. We were, he and I were just crazy. We, we had sex in all kinds of fun places, and, which I'll tell you about in a minute. But one time, she, my best friend was coming to visit. and She was actually going to stay with her boyfriend. She was going to go see her boyfriend. And her mother didn't approve. So she told her mom that she was going to stay with me. Mm-hmm. So she actually did that first night. And her mom called. Because she knew she would, and she, she talked. She was there, got to talk to her, all that stuff. But my boyfriend and I were in the room, and she came in, or whatever. And we just happened to have a threesome. It just happened. It was like, oh, this is amazing. So that was the first. No, I take that back. I take that back. <laughs> okay, so the first time I had oral sex with a woman was with my best friend, and we were at her house, and her mom was in the other room, and we were in her bedroom. Oh my god. And. I have no idea how this even started, but we were talking about sex and she was like one of the first few people that I would just talk about sex with. And we were always, you know, Ooh, what about this? Cause she would tell me about the stuff she would do with a boyfriend and this and that. And, and I just said, I think I said this to her. I think I said, I really, really think that you are so beautiful. And I think she was having problems. That must've been what it was. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. I've been racking my brain trying to remember this all week. But she was having problems with her boyfriend and I was just, I was the shoulder to cry on. And yeah. it one thing led to another and she was sitting in her bed and I just kissed her and I gently, you know, she, everything was consensual. She wasn't, she didn't say she didn't want to. And I just looked at her and said, are you okay? And she said, yeah. So I just said, okay. And so I went in and did it. I licked her pussy. It was the most amazing thing I'd ever experienced in my life. And it was the one and only time in my life that my brain actually shut off. Whoa. It shut. When I was done, I didn't have anything on my mind. I was just completely at peace. I went, oh my God, this is amazing. So that's probably when I understood exactly the nature of my bisexuality. And that, you know, in that moment of like, this is what I've been missing. Oh this my is what God. I've wanted. That's beautiful. <laughs> Oh, amazing. I wish everybody's first, you know, same-sex experience could be like that. Yeah. Holy <laughs> what happened afterward? Did you ever talk about it again? Did you ever do it again? Yeah, we did. We we came to, we were best friends for a long time after that. 
very long time after that. And we did things together. And this is what I talked about earlier when I talked about my a threesome with my boyfriend. She came over and we had a threesome with her. And this was, um, oh my God. The first time we had a threesome with her was amazing. She's this little petite girl. Oh, she's gorgeous. She's just, oh, she's like from, from one of the Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. And she's just stuffed. Very petite, very, very small breast. In my dorm room, I was sitting on the bed and the only light on was the light above the sink, which was behind and just to the left or the right of them. So it was kind of mm. side lighting. <gasps> he was behind her and he's like five. He's about an inch taller than I am. So he's like 5'11", 5'10", 5'11". And she's what, 5'5", five, five, I think. And he was standing behind her and she was just standing there locked her eyes with mine and did not let go and he played with her nipples and it was the most erotic thing I'd ever seen it was just like oh I'm just gonna come right now oh my god <laughs> yeah and then we just we he brought her over to me I kissed her I touched her and it, we just went from there and the cool thing about it is that when when we were together it was I could touch her and kiss her and he could touch her and kiss her. And we could all three be very fluid with each other. Whereas I think the first female, female, male threesome I had was with another friend. Mm -hmm. So we had just come back from a friend's wedding, which was an hour away. And we had to drive an hour to get back to my dorm room. Well, on the way, we we got so horny, we had to stop and have sex. And I'm dressed you know, I've got all this stuff. I had thigh highs on and everything, you know, I'm in a suit and we just jump in the this junker and he's, you know, fuck in the back seat. It was hot. Anyway, we got back in the car, drove back to school, round up seeing my friend in the hallway and said, hey, you want to come hang out? So, yeah, she's like, sure, no problem. And if we're talking and, and she was very, she is like, she's still one of my best friends today. And she's very, very in your face about sex Mm. so it everybody on campus knew who she was and if you didn't have it we there was a joke you were either afraid of her or you just wanted every part of her Ah! i love that (laughs) she's amazing we went into my room and for whatever reason she was talking oh yeah if y'all want to have sex right now go ahead and i thought oh no we just did she's like okay but i said i want to get changed so i started changing i would change in front of her all the time Mm -hmm. But she'd never seen me in a suit or any of that stuff. And I took off my skirt and I had the thigh highs on. And she was like, ow. And we both, we all looked at each other and went, hmm. (laughs) I think this is going to be interesting. (laughs) So she goes, oh, my God. I've never, she, up until that point, she described, she, these are her words. She said, I would have described myself as tragically heterosexual until the day I saw Jez in thigh highs. <laughs> oh, wow. And so now she's, you know, she's bisexual. And, but yeah, she, <laughs> we've had lots of fun together, the two of us. <laughs> Ongoing, like throughout the years? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'd like to hear some more details about your body. So we heard that you clench when you're coming can you tell us more about what your pussy likes okay so pretty much anything she a lot i call her regina (laughs) why why how'd you get regina it sounded like vagina oh my god (laughs) i love the g-i-n-a part at the end of it (laughs) and it's queen yes 
she can take a lot. She can take a lot. So, for instance, I don't have to touch myself to have an orgasm. I can completely do it hands-free. Uh, there have been times where I sat in class and did it, and no one was the wiser. I sat at a cafe with my friend who I'll call her Emily and John. And I was sitting at the cafe in the cafeteria one day and I said, Yeah, I can have an orgasm right here. They're like, No, I said, Yeah, go ahead. So I did it. <laughs> and you wouldn't know because it's yeah. just me sitting apart from maybe I might inhale deeply at one point and that's it. What do you do inside? Like what can you put words to that? Yeah, I have to I have to go into a space where I am thinking about sexual things, not necessarily visualizing anything, but just in a sexual headspace. Mm -hmm. So I focus, and I what it feels like in my head is when I close my eyes, I focus down in a V and I get down into my clit and I can feel that area. And every now and then I'll clench or do like a kegel kind of thing and just keep doing that. And then I'll come, it'll just it, again, it's kind of that muscle control that I learned when I was five That's kind so of thing. So amazing. just like now, if I masturbate, I don't masturbate very often. I prefer another person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can take a lot. Um, sometimes I will. Oh, my God. OK, I have the worst case of cock envy ever. Oh, ever. When I masturbate now, and it's been like this, and I found I have a lust list, and I wrote this in like 2012, but on that list is that something that said, and I'm, I masturbate like I have a cock. So what I do is I don't touch myself at all, but I'll put my hand down there and I will do the motion and I'm not touching, nothing is touching, That's but so it gets me off. I will have an orgasm just, and I can have a really strong one just like that, just because there's something about having a, I'm like, Ooh, I want to have a cock. So when I'm with a partner, a male body partner who's got a lovely penis, I will some I'll oftentimes either sit facing him or sit away. I like to sit away because then yeah. the penis is facing the right way, and I'll have it have his penis on against my clit, and I'll jack him off, and that is the hottest thing. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> fucking cool! It's so amazing. I love it. So Regina can, like I said, she can take a lot. She also, she likes teeth. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, don't put teeth anywhere near me. But um, gently, mm -hmm. you can nibble on mm -hmm. her. You, you can suck on her like you would a cock. And you can suck on her really strongly. Cool. Fine. I love the pain of the, the, the juxtaposition of the pain and the pleasure. It's amazing. Sometimes when I masturbate, I do go inside with maybe two fingers. Mm -hmm. I think... Recently, the the played around with putting a finger in my ass just to oh. see. Uh -huh. It was nice, but at the time I didn't. I did when I did it. I hadn't actually trimmed my fingernails. I was like, okay, well, next time I have to do that. <laughs> I feel like, especially for starting out, like that's something that I definitely have to like have in order. The more that I've gotten into my asshole, the longer my nails can grow. Is what I've noticed. <laughs> but if I'm with a partner, I still trim, trim, trim. Have you explored your asshole in any other ways? So, yeah, very recently. And this is with the exploratory session, the UX session that I just had with my partner. I bought loads of stuff because I wanted to explore his butt. Because I've always had this fantasy of pegging. Not always, but um, I wanted to peg a man. I've always yeah. wanted to peg a man. Because when I was married, I was with a guy who was very controlling. Um, and that's why we split up. Mm -hmm. But 
I mentioned it to him. I said, oh, you better be careful because he, he, I think, um, was the first askasm I ever had. He, we were on the stairs in his apartment. And yeah, we were on the stairs and I was, wow, it was amazing. It was like one of the most intense orgasms I'd ever had. <laughs> we, how, can you describe how you were on the stairs? Like what kind of stairs? Yeah. So yeah, just carpeted stairs going in an apartment, just any regular stairs. We were near the bottom of the stairs. Mm -hmm. And he turned me over. He's very forceful, which I love. Ooh. Turned me over and just went for it. And I went, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, there's so many things around this. I could just go, oh, my God. There's so many things around the firsts that I could talk about. Yeah, tell us. So the first time I had anal sex, I wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't ready for it. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah. I was 19, and I went out on a date. The very first date, I think, with this guy who was 29. Okay. And I'd met him at college or so I was doing summer classes at a college. It was also the first time I had frog legs. And I thought, oh, those are gross. But anyway, um, <laughs> it just makes me, so anal sex makes me think of frog legs. <laughs> but anyway, so he, he went out and, and he took me back to his place, I think it was. And he just jumped me when we got in the door. He, you know, we were kissing and he like we took clothes off and he had sex. We had vaginal sex. And I, it was just weird. It was it just happened. It like sex just happened to me my whole life. Sex just happened to me. Um, and this is just another example of it. And then he flips me over and he's taught he's saying all sorts of stuff. But I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And he flips me over and he shoves his, oh my God, he shoves his cock in my ass. And I'm just like, ow, okay, that really hurts. Oh my God, that hurts. And he, you know, he did his business. He came and all that stuff. And when he was done, he rolled back over and he's like, ah, I'm trying to hug me and everything. And I was like, okay, well, I got to go. I'll see you later. Bye. And that was the last time I saw that guy. I went <sighs> home and I tried to douche my butt with vaginal douche I would it scared me to death I thought oh my god oh. I'm gonna get something I, I had no idea I didn't know if he had a condom I couldn't see I, right. everything was happening so fast Terrifying. it just scared the hell out of me so I was like yeah no <laughs> I don't want to do that that hurt and then yeah so the next time I think I had an anal sex was with my now ex-husband and I loved it with him I loved it loved it loved it loved it and now the guy I'm with so going back to the UX section, I keep saying section. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, before me, he'd never done any kink, anything. He'd never done anal stuff, nothing. So I bought a fieldo. Mm -hmm. So like I got this strap on and I got him a butt plug. And it was like one of those little bitty butt plugs. And I gave him a butt plug. So this is actually before the, this session happened. But I gave him a butt plug, tried to get him to do that him used to that and then one day I think I pushed him too hard because because one day I was just we were in bed and he was doming me but I'm the way I'm wired is if I even get even so much of an inkling that you're losing your confidence mm -hmm. I will switch heartbeat and I will dom oh, yeah wow. so that's how I so sometimes I'll switch on different days sometimes I can switch right there in the moment Whoa. and with him it happened so I was like you're not doing this right. I didn't say that to him, but yeah, I'm yeah. like, hmm. Do you do I think I think I need to show you how to fuck you, fuck me in the ass, kind of thing. So let me do this. He, he and he said, Yes, mistress. Oh, <laughs> I love that. So you guys are in sync about the switch too. Yeah, and he he just he'll know 
he just does it because he knows when he's fading. Yeah. And I, and there's another really amazing story I have to tell you about this, but I want to finish this one. Okay. So I went in and I got my dildo and I put it in and I said, all right, so let me just show you, this is how you fuck someone in the ass. And I just, ra- I didn't ram it up there, but I went, I pulled him apart and you know, gently got the lube and squeezed it in and, you know, rubbed my fingers and thumbs trying to get in. And I was, I was so excited because it was my first time. Actually. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, oh, oh, I really wanted to just ram it in there, but I knew I couldn't because I know how it feels when it does. And it yes, 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 yes. So, uh, I eased it in gently and I was checking. I said, are you okay? How's that feel? Like, okay. I said, are you right? Yeah. He was just making, he was being very vocal, which he's not vocal at all, but he was being very vocal, which is why I was like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did it. I kept going. I kept going. I didn't go in very far because uh-huh. it was, you know, his first time. Totally. And he, afterwards, I said, how was that? You know, I pulled out and everything, cleaned him up and and wiped him down. I went to the bathroom and got some stuff and I cleaned his bottom for him. And um, I wiped everything off and, and we rolled back over and like just sort of laid together in bed. And I cuddled him because, you know, yeah. it was a thing the thing that happened to him yeah. and I said how was that he said well it wasn't horrible he said I was worried that I was going to shit everywhere yeah and I said yeah it feels like that it's going to feel like that but you won't and if it does happen it doesn't matter because we yes. can clean it up it's fine yes yes so yeah, he was just so worried about that and I thought oh don't worry I said I've been doing it for a while it's never happened to me yeah. I've never had any mess at all but that's me and yeah not you I appreciate that you're a different person so yeah he said he said I would like to try it again and I when we started going out I said I am a three bite person I will take three bites of something before I say I don't like it yes I I I love that way of saying it yeah I said I encourage you to do the same thing yeah so with this this was your first time since you know after the first one you're not saying no that's a good sign Mm -hmm. (laughs) so in the exploratory session, I before that, to, to prepare for it, I went and bought a whole bunch of stuff. Like I bought him this prostate massager cock ring that goes around and it has like 10 different settings. I thought, oh, he's going to like that. That's <laughs> so cool. Uh, I got anal beads um, and I got, well, what was the other thing? There was something else that, oh, that I got. I can't remember what it was, but I bought a butt plug and I like to be filled. And that was my first ever butt plug. Mm. So I got the biggest one I could find, um, <laughs> but I, I will, well, not the biggest one I could find, but you know, the, it was a big heavy metal yeah, one, yeah. the ones that you talked about. Love, love. And it, I was looking for a rabbit tail, but I couldn't find one that was the right girth. Mm-hmm. So I wound up getting, I think, a long kind of cat, fluffy cat tail. It looks, it's really pretty. Actually. Yeah. Uh, I just and, ordered one. I'm waiting for it to arrive. Like when I go back to Los ooh. Angeles, I think it's going to be my place. Oh, cool. So I put that in before he arrived and I had I did my makeup like have you seen the 100 no so oh my god they have the most like the warrior girls have the coolest makeup and so I did my makeup like one of these girls so it was like basically like this black war paint with (gasps) drips kind of coming down long one on my left cheek and on the cheek and then in the middle yeah that's so cool so I did my makeup like that he wasn't expecting anything else because one of the instructions was it doesn't matter what you wear because it's all going to wind up on the floor anyway. <laughs> yes. Oh, speaking of, when I give instructions or when we give instructions, it's always make sure you do this, make sure you're clean. 
take freshly showered. Sometimes he'll tell me to put in my Benoit balls 30 minutes before he arrives. In this particular instance, I two of the instructions I gave him was, one, make sure you empty your bowels, because I knew he was worried about that. Yeah. And two, anything weird the night before, like no Indian curries, nothing, yes. just normal plain food. That's what I knew he was going to be super worried about shitting the bed. Yeah. Yeah. So he he comes over and all the stuff, the pictures, are, the papers on the wall. And the first thing I do is tie him up. I put him in a, a what's called a karada, but the actual proper term is a hishi, shibari, which is a full body harness. It's the one, it's the diamond harness that, yeah. that you see everybody. And he loved it. He, I have pictures. Oh my gosh, if I can show you the picture. He looked like, I wish you could see his face. His face, he just looked like he was in the most sweetest subspace ever. Oh. And, and his cock is rock hard. And he's just there. Oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> Brilliant. So cool. When, when you do it, if, when you're pulling the rope, you always pull it so that it vibrates around wherever the, else the rope is around the body and so when you incorporate your cock and balls into it then whenever you pull a rope through especially when you're pulling it through to get this done it vibrates like oh nobody's oh my dead. god yeah he's really sensitive just like i am it, and so he's really responsive and so he moans and he's oh you know he does all that stuff and i'm like oh this is amazing so many people have told me that i'm really responsive and they're like oh my god i wish i could have more lovers like you or more lovers that are re- as responsive as you are mm. So started off with that, and then we moved on. I took, I untied him because untying is also very sensual because yeah. you're still pulling through. Did that, and then I bound his wrists, and he loved. He'd never been tied up before. He's just like, oh my god, this is amazing. He yeah. said, so when we did the feet at the end, that was the first thing he said. Oh my god, tie me up again. He recently, yesterday, a couple of days ago, was like, could you please tie me up again? Oh my god. <laughs> He's such a rope bunny now. I love it. Oh, that's so but, cute. Um, when we got out of the bed, I tied him up. And I then got the anal beads because I wanted him to come quickly mm-hmm. so that I could pull the anal beads out while he was coming. Because if I get him to come quickly, I know his body. If I get him to come quickly, he'll he's more likely to stay hard so that I don't have to wait, wait forever for yeah. him to get hard again. I was, oh, I was sucking his cock. Yeah. So I'm like, I could talk about blowjobs and my technique at this, at this time as well. So in this moment, and what I like to do with him especially is because he's so sensitive and he's actually the first guy that's ever shaved his balls. I've never seen a guy shave balls before. And I was like, what the hell? But now I quite like it. (laughs) (laughs) So he's lying on the bed and I put the gel and put the anal beads in. And of course, I'm asking him, I said, I tell him everything. I show him everything. I said, this is what I'm going to do to you. Is that okay? Yes. So everything just assumed from now on that I've asked him and he said, okay. So put the anal beads in and I start licking his balls. He's lying on his back in the bed with his legs spread. And I, I will always force his legs open because it's almost like I'm eating pussy and it drives him fucking wild. He loves that. Cause I go down underneath with my tongue, the perineum. I do yeah. that. And when I do that squirms and goes, Oh, <laughs> And then I lick his balls like I'm licking pussy and, you know, some, I'll suck on them and sometimes I'll squeeze on them with really hard. And then I'll work my way up the shaft and take what I, what, you know, that whole way back in the day, I, I don't know if they did this, but the Taco Bell had a commercial where they had taco neck. Everybody was taco <laughs> So I taco neck him basically and I suck along the shaft 
that way sideways and while I'm doing that I flick with my tongue the the rigid most part of it and then when I get to the the frenulum like very gently very gently because it he loves soft touches and then I'll either play with his perineum and his balls or his balls or squeeze them or whatever and then I'll work my way to the tip I'll swirl my tongue around the tip very gently because that starts this is just getting him warmed up right he's getting really hot like this really fast and then I suck on the tip and while I'm doing that I start stroking his the shaft with my other hand I'm twisting it and he can take a lot like Regina he can take a lot his cock can take a lot so I suck on his cock like a vacuum cleaner I am not kidding you I have come away from obsession with a hickey on my the top of my mouth because it, it's so, so sore because oh I suck gosh. that hard oh my god <laughs> but he loves the pain and the pleasure so I'm like dude you're perfect for me <laughs> when I got him close enough to come I pulled I knew I'd get him to come quickly like that yeah. so I pulled the anchovies out as he came and he was really vocal at that point which he like I said he's not yeah. really that vocal I kept going and I one of my things is cock milking I love milking the cock and he loves it as well so um I just kept going and he you know just kept stroking and stroking and stroking and get him hard again and then I put in his prostate massager in <gasps> the cock resource, and I turned it on and I turned it on and he just went oh <laughs> I wish you could see it's, it was yeah. so funny and I kept going to different settings mm-hmm. and I'd ask I said, do you like that? Oh, you like that, don't you? And um, we do dirty talk a lot. Yeah. And a lot of our dirty talk sometimes will be fantasies. Yeah. In this particular instance, it was just, oh, you like that. Ooh, somebody's getting excited. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When I got to this one setting, I was trying different settings. And I was kind of making a mental note of which settings were which. I think it's like setting number seven where it goes. It pulses in the front. Then it goes in the middle. Then it goes in the back. And then the whole thing vibrates. When that one happened, he goes, Ooh, and you should have seen his face. His eyes are rolling back, and he had his hands up by. Well, he had his hands up by his, his face because because his wrists were bound. But yes, he was just like shaking <laughs> his eyes. Oh my god! When you do a US interview with a user, you ask them to speak everything out loud. Mm. And so I did. Was one of my instructions. I said, make sure you tell me everything that you're experiencing out loud, so that we can get to know your body and what you like and what you don't like. That sort of thing. And I asked him in this moment, I said, do you like that? He couldn't string two words together. He couldn't say a word. It was amazing. <laughs> he loved it. He wow. absolutely loved it. Also, while I was giving him a blowjob, uh, something else I like to do is I'll, I'll freeze grapes ahead of time uh-huh. and I'll have them out. We always have ice or water on the bedside table. That's how we always do yes. that. But I had grapes there for cold play. No, not the band. Right <laughs> <laughs> in my mouth and I'll suck his cock like that. I'll rub it up and down like that on the shaft as while well, I'm doing all the other things. I'll, I'll, and when it gets warm, I'll bite it uh-huh. in half. Oh my so God. the inside mm-hmm. is again. So it's that intense cold sensation again. He loves that. That I love doing. That's one of my favorite things to do. Oh um, my God. I have grapes in my freezer right now. I just need someone with a cock or a pussy. I just need a lover. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that would feel on a pussy. Ooh, that'd be fun. <laughs> I'd be fun to try, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? So, yeah, and I'll, we'll feed because our sessions will go from anywhere six to ten hours. We have yeah. a joke. If he leaves earlier than we usually finish, before midnight, I'll mm-hmm. say, 
you're leaving and it's still today. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. What else? At the end of the session, I had him go and I had little smiley faces or little emoji sticky notes. I said, we're going to go through each thing and just on a scale of one to seven, how did you find it? What was your anxiety like about this before? And what is it now? So his anxiety about anal, I think, was probably up there like a five. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, it was a complete zero. (gasps) When we had when I had the prostate massager on on the setting that did the front, the middle and the back and everything, what, you know, put a smiley face next to that. So his was it it ranged in. Oh, my God, I really, really hate that. So a super frowny face to oh, my God, yes. (laughs) And so. I got nearly almost everything he put up there was an oh my god yes face, wow. um, especially the and especially the prostate massage. Those were the two biggie ones, the biggies that he keeps talking about. That was a good session. That's oh, so genius. That's such a great yeah. way of setting up an exploration of a human being. And did you just get that idea from the work that you do? Yeah, I just thought, oh, that's that'll be cool. That's why don't, why don't awesome. I do that? <laughs> Do you guys also play with safe words? Is that part of your kink dynamic? Yeah. Yeah. Our red is Piccadilly and we don't use red because I use colors a lot in mm. my vocalizations, like talking about, oh, how thick, how red your, you know, red. Co-. And sometimes yeah. the only thing I get out is red. And it's not that I'm meaning to say stop. It's that I'm just picturing how red the tip of your cock is or how purple, you know, whatever mm. color. Yeah. Yeah, we do that. And it's so funny because he can never remember it. He's always, he always says Paddington or so it's always starts with a P. So I said, if it comes out and it's a P and it's more than one syllable, then I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's made me use mine once. No, okay. twice. Okay. And the only reason I used it is because I live in an apartment and I was about to scream my head off with oh, whatever he yep, was doing. Yep. Was, God, I can't piss off the neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you initially get into kink? So we've been dating for three years. Before that... I didn't really explore it. I, like I said earlier, I knew there was something there, but I didn't know what. Mm-hmm. And kinky, when I was growing up, kinky was just a word that meant something to do with sex. Mm. That's all I understood it to be. I didn't realize that there were foot fetishes and yeah. psycholanny and all this other, what the hell? Oh totally. my God. Like metal play. Well, yeah. Don't. Don't go looking at pictures of nettle play. I know you're going to, but don't do it. Oh. <laughs> it cool. Like stinging and, nettles? Yes. Oh, no, yes. no, no. No. Yeah, there, I've seen pictures of people, you know, with this, they spread your vagina or pussy open or whatever. Of the speculum. <laughs> vagina. Yeah. And they shove the nettles down in. I saw one picture of this girl with pine cone, pine needles in there. I was like, man, okay, that's a bit much for me. I don't want to yuck your yum, but I yeah. That um, it must be amazing, but I couldn't do that. That is not my yum. That's, I mean, not, yeah. not yet. I, I don't see the path that gets me there, but you know. But it, like I said, kink wasn't, it was just a thing that meant sex. So when I was married, we got a collar. So a, a big, thick, padded white collar, yeah. with big, thick, padded cuffs. It was made of leather. And we were in Texas at the time. So the, the, pad, the leather was amazing. Yeah. And it had, this was white leash and that was it you know we had that we got it and we didn't really know what to do with it because we were just like okay so I'll put this on and I'll wear this and he didn't really know what to do with it yes. with me yes so we really do it stayed in the box after the second time we used it because we didn't mm. do anything and there was the mention of you know once he he would have anal sex with me and I said to him one day I was feeling a bit bratty I suppose before I was a brat and I said to him 
yeah, well, I might just turn around and do that to you one day. He was like, yep, go for it. And I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to buy anything. And it was because he was so controlling and there were so many big red flags in Mm. that relationship. It's just, I wanted to explore with him, but I just felt like I couldn't do it for a long time. Maybe like the last couple of years of our relationship, I was starting to become very asexual. I didn't want to have anything to do with sex, nothing. So, and after like, like a good maybe six years or so after, or five years or so after we got divorced, I wasn't interested in anything. I mean, I could be in a room with a drop dead gorgeous person and just be like, oh my God, you're absolutely amazing. I would, I would love to want to have sex with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it wasn't on my radar at all. And then I got on a Christian dating app because I thought I'm going to be good. I'm going to I'm going to church. I'm going to be good. I'm going to just I'm going to find a man because that was the thing for me when I was when I was younger. And my sisters, my sisters are both happily married and one in particular to an amazing man and they're Christian. And and I just was like, I want what they have. Yeah. And I thought if I find a Christian man that would, you know, do that, then I would be straight and narrow sexually Mm. and everything would be fine. All this. And so I said, okay, I'm going to get on a Christian dating site. I'm going to find a guy. And that's how I met the guy I'm with now. Stop. Really? Okay. I was going to ask. Oh my God. That makes me so happy first time we went out I just you know he was a nice guy and I'm like yeah okay he's Christian fine it's fine this is what I want he he didn't float my boat in any particular way you know and he seemed rather desperate when he asked me so would you like to do this again and I said yes he goes really and I'm like oh maybe I shouldn't have said yes you know that kind of thing but I was like yeah sure whatever and because I, I said I'm a three bite kind of person yeah. so we went out and uh, we go to bars and everything and hang out and we'll just go for walks and he was really nice, really romantic. Um, he's quite a bit older than I am. He's like nine years older than me. Okay. But to look at him, you would think he was even older than that. Okay. Because <laughs> he carries himself like an old man. And mm. I'm like, oh my God. When I think we'd been on maybe four, four or five dates or whatever. And he said, I want to be boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm like, okay. It, it just sounded so high school. Like, totally. 50 something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we sat down at my house once before this date and I wrote down on a piece of paper the word vanilla and I said what does this mean to you and he's like oh it's like a sweet flavor kind of thing I said and I wrote down chocolate and he says what does that mean to you and I said, flavor and I said okay and I think I wrote down the word submissive or dumb I, I can't remember it was one of those mm-hmm. kink terms and then he was like oh okay submissive that sort of thing so then I started explaining to him I said I think I would like to try to have a dominant, submissive, a BDSM relationship with you. How do you feel about that? He said, okay, I've never done anything like that before. I said, do you think you're a dominant or a submissive? And he said, dominant. And I just, I, I laughed. <laughs> yeah. Like, <"No." laughs> but okay, we'll go with that. And that's when he picked his name and I, and I asked him what his favorite animal was. And he said, cat. So his, his name is Neko. Which is Japanese for cat. Yeah. So that's kind of how we we broached the subject, and then we went out on a date. And I said, "Do you remember that thing we were talking about chocolate?" And we were sitting really close to each other at a bar. And I said, 
well, how dirty do you like your chocolate? And I said that to him in his ear. He was like, ooh, really dirty. So we went home. We got, he's like, let's go now. So we, we got my place. On the way there, I said, all right, here's how it's going to work. I will take the lead for a while to show you the ropes. Even though I'd never done it, but I had done all this research and I yeah. knew yeah. what I wanted. So I'll take the lead for a while and I'll show you how to be a dominant. I said, when we get home, you are going to go to your room. That's going to be your command. Go to your room. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to go into the bathroom and I'll have already laid out like towels and stuff for him. Go into the bathroom. You're going to wash your cock. You're going to wash your balls. You're going to wash your ass. You're going to wash your ears inside, out, behind and be clean. Then you're going to go into the bedroom and you're going to knee on the floor in front of the bed. Facing the bed. I said, do you understand? He said, yes, yes, yes. I said, okay. So we got home and I said, go to your room. And when he was doing that, I was getting pre- prepared in the in the kitchen because I only have a one bedroom house and uh-huh, one bathroom uh-huh. and that's it. I had to get like cleaned up in the kitchen. <laughs> so go in there and I'm cleaning up and I walk and I'm waiting. Oh, and I get the, uh, the last instruction was to let me know when you're ready by saying I'm ready, mistress. And I'm waiting like 20 minutes is going by and I'm going, what is he doing? So I go and I open the bathroom door and he's sitting in there. He's sitting on like, I have this a cubby and he's sitting on it. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, I was, I was waiting for you, Mr. So I said, no, the instruction was to let me know that you're ready. Go in the room. And he's sorry, Mr. And he's like, oh, already he's fucked up. And he was just, he was so nervous. He was shaking. You could see he was visibly trembling. He was so nervous. So I had on a white shirt that I wore for work, mm-hmm. took that and I had black panties on and I didn't have anything else on. I just had that and I walk in and said, stand up. And so I made him at the time I had a bed where you could put your feet between the bed, the mattress and the, and the box ring. So I said, stand up. I inspected him. I made him stand with his feet sandwiched between the mattress and the box spring. And I said, hold on to the top of the ceiling. And I said, you're going to do. Um, calf raises until I tell you to stop and you're going to count and while he was doing that I was jacking him off (laughs) oh my god you're so creative and amazing I mean was all this just from your research or was it also like your brain infusing things well this is me being adaptive and he'd been telling me that he wanted to lose weight and he wanted to get more exercise and I said Mm -hmm. okay fine so the first session was him exercising and I was doing you know fitness dom i guess if you want to call it that. Ah, yes. and he, he was absolutely terrified he was so nervous it was so funny oh my god that's amazing it was so much fun another me being adaptive for him because you know he's still new to all of this he is in his head a lot and mm-hmm. he struggles with health dysfunction mm-hmm. so that was the first night we did was the first night we had sex was him was me doming him and saying, go to your room. It was like, so no wonder he was kind of like, oh my God. Totally. <laughs> but he, you know, that was the first time that it ever happened to him. He'd never not been able to get it up before. So I think I just intimidated him. I mean, it's like a hugely <laughs> anxiety inducing situation, but I also just love the fact that he went with it because I know, you know, I know some lovers I've had would definitely opt out, you know, that it's not that level. So there, that to me also speaks to, trust and curiosity and like the desire to explore and i just love that yeah yeah and we because we'd been on a few days we yeah. and this was probably i think we started 
seeing each other in October and this was January that this happened. So it was okay. our first second experience in January. So there's months of preparation. Wow. But the yeah, but he's in his head a lot and mm-hmm. he because he he was married for twenty eight years and had been divorced for five and not been with anybody in that time and like yeah. the end of his marriage was crap. So it'd been a long, long time. And so he'd got used to just fantasizing and, and masturbating. And it was difficult for the, for him to do that. But I, I noticed that when, and he even told me, he said that when he masturbates, his dick gets really hard. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do that. So one of the sessions that I created was he had to write three fantasies. One of them was about a person that he didn't know, but had seen like a barista mm-hmm. when he did know, like maybe somebody who worked with and then me. And he had to write them and he had to commit them to memory and tell them to me. And so when he came over that night, I was on my period, so I wasn't going to do anything anyway. Mm-hmm. But stressed to the nines, I have these like eight, six inch heel boots, these pleaser boots with buckles yeah. all over. Yes. He, he and I are the same height without shoes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm towering over him. Mm-hmm. And when I opened, just like, oh my God. <laughs> and I had this black, like, leather thing i can't even explain it to you but anyway so i had him in my room and this is uh, here's a tip for everybody water-based lubricant you don't have to keep adding more lube just add water to it and it lasts forever Amazing. so yeah so i had already prepared i had lube the lube was warmed up and it was sitting in warm water and i i used that water to reactivate the lube as i went but anyway i had him come in i inspected him i turned him around blindfolded him bound his hands behind his back sat down in front of him actually i didn't blindfold him just yet because i he needed to see the whole experience that is me and (laughs) so then i blindfolded him for the first two stories because i know how in his head he gets and while he was telling me the stories i was jacking him off and i was making noises and asking him questions about the girls in the story as we went kind of enhancing his experience and i said can you can you see any lines what does it feel like? Tell me. And they, oh, I kind of interrupted and all that sort of stuff. So then when, and he was standing for most of this, but he got so excited that he had to stop. One of my rules is you have to tell me if you're going to come. And that goes both ways. So yeah, I will tell yeah. him he will come in. And I said, oh, when he got so excited, he said, oh, I'm going to come. So I stopped. I said, good boy. And then uh, continued. And then at one point he got during the second story, he got so excited he couldn't stand up anymore. So I got a pillow and he was on his knees in front of me. He's still blindfolded. I'm still jacking him off. And then I eased up as the story ended. And I, you know, you know, just the motion with the story. Yeah. When he got to the story that involved me, I took his blindfold off and I made him look at me. Oh, that's because, so hot. You know, that is hard for him to do yep. because he always yep. loses his eyes. He doesn't need a blindfold, but I just wanted to make sure. I said, now you've got to look at me. And he was telling me the story. At the end of it, he said that one was the most vivid one. He said that one was the one that was the hottest for him because he could see me. He could feel me. And he could see everything happening in his head as he was telling the story. And any sounds that he's, like if he would tell me that I was doing something, I would say, I would give a moan in that moment, you know, kind of participate in the story yeah that was that was pretty cool he really enjoyed that (laughs) holy fuck you are so full of so many good stories what do you hope Mm. for your sexual self going forward 
I want to travel the world going to all the really cool dungeons and yes. pink events yes. and stuff like that. I want to get really good at being a dom because I don't feel like I'm good at it. I recently signed up to Madam Storm's mistress training. I did Ooh. that online. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing is, I'm, I'm hung up in my head about scenes and creating a scene because in my head, I think. A scene has to be scripted. You have to come up with a scene. You got to write it. You got to give everybody mm. heads up in advance da, 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 and all this stuff. But it doesn't necessarily have to be. My master used to write out our scenes ahead of time. And he told me that every time when he's with me, there's always an element of the energy in the moment that takes over. So there's like preparation yeah. and then you let go. And then that's where the beautiful, creative, hot moments happen. And I think mm -hmm. that's also what I've tried to bring into interviews when I'm talking to people. You know, I go through phases where I, I learn that when I try to control it, it usually isn't quite as like full and unique and beautiful for the person. Yeah. But I also hear you in terms of like my own wanting to be prepared and have the confidence to do all the things. So, oh, I'm so excited to hear how yeah. all of that progresses. Oh, oh no, I'm excited. <laughs> Just a quick run through my my first ever threesome was a devil threesome and i had literally just had sex with my boyfriend and i went downstairs to do rounds i was an ra and there were two other ras male ras down there and they were like oh when you're done with rounds come to the weight room i was like okay so i'll go to the weight room and they're there and they like one's in front one's in front. it was just whoa this is what i mean sex just happens to me it was like dude okay sure whatever because I, I had literally yeah. just finished having sex with my boyfriend and oh so the whole conversation about having you know being monogamous and do you have conversations about sex and 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 all this stuff never really came up because i never planned on being the non-monogamous type it yeah. just happened and so he and i had this understanding was like i'll i will always tell you if i cheat on you yeah he's like you know what i'm fine with it as long as i get my time with you i don't care oh my gosh <laughs> whoa so you know i not that i ever wanted to go out and cheat on him yeah it was just you know, when it happened oh yeah so my first kink event was filth and I went to that in March of 2018. I went by myself. And that was the first time I got spanked properly. The first time I actually got, ever got spanked by this guy. And he was really cool because he stood next to me. He approached me. I was, and he's, because we were watching a demonstration of somebody on the cross. And he was like, ah. And then we watched this other couple spanking. And I was like, oh, I'd like to try that. And he's like, okay, well, let me know. And so he would talk me through what they were doing and um explain it to me and so when they were done he said would you like to go and try it and i said yeah so we went over there and he spanked me and he spanked me for a long time with his bare hand and people were watching and i saw that people were watching and i was like oh this is the most amazing thing ever oh my gosh <laughs> that's awesome he, yeah he just it, when when i was done i was done and we're, we're back over to the place that we were standing and this one girl i had been talking to before was there she said how was it and i said oh my god it was amazing and everybody was like oh. and people kept coming up to, to me throughout the night going oh my god we were worried that we were because you were taking some pretty tough stuff <laughs> and it was my first one yeah. I was like, Dude, that's a badass. What it I doesn't, it's such a good feeling it was amazing and oh, oh it, it was so cool because it was a disney theme and i went as mater from cars <laughs> I adore you. A, la a yellow lager. Yes, please send me a picture, Mater. Oh, <laughs> your picture is so funny. Because I had on a corset, like a steampunk corset. And yes. I had, I cut out his teeth out of poster board. And I hung them for a chain. And I drew his eyes on my breast. But you couldn't see my nipples because I had one of those corsets. I had the shoulder strap. 
And then I had a hook hanging from a toe hook hanging from my ponytail. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I fell in love with a woman for the first time at summer camp. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Russian girl. She had red hair, and I have a thing for redheaded women. It was her first experience with a woman. It was, yeah. And I, yeah. Oh, we used to go sneak up into cabins up in the hills and and have sex or oral sex that sort of thing. First time giving a hand job was at a party. I was a wallflower in high school and it was at a friend's birthday party I think it was and this guy this high school senior he saw me and took pity on me and took me to his car and showed me what to do and he I think he got a little frustrated with me because I wasn't doing it right he's like no twist it I'm like twist it okay (laughs) wow so that's why I incorporate twisting when I do hand or give blowjobs and stuff like that but yeah so I went to torture garden and I took my current partner to that that was the first time he'd ever been to anything like that as i said he's vanilla he loved it so much that he bought tickets to the next one and i was really kind of not wanting to go because i wanted to go to the one that's in london because the one we went to was in a local one oh my god this is hilarious where they have the one here is in a secret location so you can't know where it is but it's because it's it's used the the place is used for other things Mm -hmm. and the very next day I went with my church members to her birthday party at this location. And I was, <laughs> if you knew what I was doing in the room just above you, because they had a place. Because <laughs> I took one of our first dates. It's amazing. I took him to church to, to, to like the Christi- Christmas thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so this is why I'm so like in the closet with all this. Because like, oh my yeah. God, anybody knew. Totally. But it was just the funniest thing. It's like, dude, if you even knew what happened on the seat you're sitting on. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. I've had so much fun in the three years that I've been exploring kink. It's just been amazing. Fet life. I've been on I got a Fet Life account. I met a guy. Oh my god. You know, there's loads and loads and loads of things that I could tell you about. Just one random thing that happened recently. There's a guy on Fet Life who messaged me. He is a Dom, he says. And he has a picture, his profile picture is a field. And then all the other pictures that he's got on FetLife are of women. And my pictures of FetLife are all of me. Mm-hmm. They're all like, some of them are completely naked. Some of them are mouth and I don't show my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for the when I show my face, but it's blurred. So you can't see my face. And so he's like, oh, message me on Kick. So I'll go over to Kick. And he asks me to send him a picture because he likes to see who he's talking to. He's like, well, I said, but I don't send face pics because of the line of work I'm in. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, it's not like I'm asking for a naked picture. Um, hello, set life. <laughs> You've already seen naked pictures. And he goes, you could be anyone. I said, dude, I could say the same to you. Yeah. Your, your profile your is a feast. Yeah. And then he, he goes, well, I'll gladly send you a face picture. And I was like, I don't really feel the need for one right now. Yeah. The very nice thing he wrote was bye. Like, dude. <laughs> I'm Chill. always so impressed when people actually meet people through Fat Life. Yeah, I've got a couple of people. One of the guys I met at a, oh my God, I went to a Femdom event called Club Pedestal in London and I met a submissive there. And this is the first time I, I'd ever experienced a man wearing women's underwear. Ooh. And he was wearing these red lace panties and I absolutely loved it. I thought, I didn't know I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? I would pick age five and say, if the boy asks you anything, just say, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Because I think 
that that shaped my entire relationship with sex mm. and people because I don't I don't have I feel like I can't make friends because the way I relate to the world is sexually and it took me a long time to come to terms with that and to realize that so I don't make friends easily and the friends that I do make are the ones that I probably already had sex with <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to you I think I would have been a very different person because I'm very introverted, but I have extroverted tendencies. So yep. any of my yep. friends, my closest friends, they if I told them I was shy or introvert, they'd be like, yeah, whatever. No, you're not. Yep. But I really, really am. And I think I would have been a very different person if I hadn't been introduced to the shameful side of sex. I guess if, if I had a sex positive life, I probably would be very different. Hmm. Do you have a sex question for me? Yeah. So. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for doing this and exploring and learning about sexuality and, and stuff in a public forum because it's brave. It's so amazing. And thank you so much for being people like me. Thank you. A question I had is more, do you have, like I was explaining how I have some things that I do in the beginning, instructions and things like that. But when you have a sexual session with somebody, are there any rituals or protocols that you use in the beginning? Do you have, I'm doing your thing where I'm asking a million questions. I'm going to totally, shut up now. Totally. <laughs> but also I can see like the many different legs of this question. So I'll answer what comes to mind and feel free to investigate further. So for my personal self, I love taking long, luxurious baths where I you know, scrub myself and wash my hair, which is not something I do regularly because there's not very much of it, <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> and I make sure my, you know, my nails are like, I love to feel smooth and soft and clean and lotion. And I just love baths. Like for me, it's, it helps me transition into the sensual headspace of feeling fully prepared for someone. Now I will say over the past few years, I've primarily had sex with my master and that's been, you know, an off and on relationship and he used to give me more instructions prior to him. And now our relationship is changing in texture based on his bandwidth, basically. And so I don't tend to sometimes instructions ahead of time, but mostly I'm choosing them for myself. And it's very, yeah, the bath is kind of the main thing. And some days I'll put on makeup. Some days I won't. You know, I usually do. I don't really wear clothes, but I usually have a kimono or a robe and I, and I, you know. That's what I was going to say. My fashion of choice at the moment, especially for my mistress character, yeah. is kimonos and corsets. I also wear a corset over a kimono and just sort of drape it off. And I have a little rabbit mask. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> oh my God. I would love to see a picture of that if you would I'll like send to send it. I would love yeah. that. Yeah. And so yeah. I just have kimonos from this company, Kim and Ono, but they're very, you know, they're very beautiful. They're very, and I, I love them. And that makes me feel really sensual. In the wintertime, it's usually my like mm -hmm. thicker robe and then I put on tall socks and whatever, whatever. And I dream of some of the ritual and the preparation and someone telling me as I heard you talk, I was like, I want to tell someone that. So maybe there's a switch side oh. in me to explore. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. I'd love to hear that story. <laughs> oh, well, I'll definitely share it if I get there. <laughs> Jez, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs>